Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 16, featuring the brand new heavy metal horror film titled We Summon the Darkness. It is April 26th, 2020. I am one half of your host, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight, also podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania, like 10 minutes or so down the road, is Carly. What up? Not too much. Not too much. Just been chilling, killing all day. It was actually nice out today, so I walked to the post office to mail something. But yeah, just been watching movies. What's up with you? Did you mail me a gift? No, I mailed my rent so that I can continue living here and not be homeless. Could you have possibly given me some of that rent? No, because that would not be all of the rent, and my landlord would be like, what the heck, and then I would be You think homeless. you would notice? I would think, yeah, it, it was part of a check. I didn't mail him money. I was so saying if was... you just cut the check down and just gave me the other part. So you wanted me to write two checks, basically. and No, like, just... why would you write a check? A what do you mean? Because, what, you want me to rip the check in half? <laughs> you know how checks right... work? I'm saying write him a check for a lesser amount and give me the leftovers. I, I so you wanted me to write him like a small a small check, but then go get money out of my bank and give it to you. Basically, you're stupid, dude. Why? Because you don't. Does you do nothing to earn? You just you're always like, let me propose an idea. You give me everything you have, and that's it. I just feel like you don't hear out my ideas. It's just like, it's just like, you're always like, Carly, you give me just everything that you have to your name and that is it. I don't and, think that's how the conversation went. And then I'm always like, what's in it for me? And you're like, what do you mean? And then you're like, I just get all the stuff and you, that is it. No, if you remember back, we had a good deal on your stimulus check. Where you asked me to give you half of my stimulus check and... You guessed it. That was it. Yeah. While you were also getting your own stimulus check as well. Yeah, dude. Sounds like a good deal. How? Well, because I would have one and a half stimulus checks. It would be like 1.5 stimuli. Okay, so it's a good deal for... Do you know what a deal is? Yeah, it's where I get money. Yeah, yeah, like if you're like online or something, but like when you're making a deal with someone, you're like, hey, let me make a deal with you. It's usually, there's usually a benefit for both partners hmm. involved. I think you're misunderstanding my terms in the contract. What contract? <laughs> the one I had you sign. Dude, I didn't sign it. Quit yes, you did when you joined this podcast. Dude, I don't need this podcast. What? You're I've not become a podcaster. A very, um, dude, I'm a very um, esteemed podcaster these days. I don't know if you've noticed. I've <laughs> what become are you quite talking the big about? Deal. I have become quite the big deal. I just guessed it on 22 Shots of Moves and Horror. I don't know if you know them, but like... Yeah, I freaking made them. What? I am a co-creator of 22 Shots. What? I made 22 Shots of Moves and Horror. Okay, well, either way, dude, I'm just saying I'm kind of a big deal, so don't mess with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, this week, hmm, 
See, I, I, I'm going to start doing this thing where I always think of things to mention on the podcast and then I blank when it's time to do it. So I need to start like writing down the things that happen to me every day. Take a journal maybe. Yeah, I literally, a few weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to start doing that. And it was the dumbest stuff. I was like, okay, March 18th, went to the grocery store and bought cheese. And then the next day I was like, I just didn't end up writing anything. Went to the grocery store and bought crackers because I forgot them when I bought the cheese. Yeah, yeah, just document (laughs) all the boring stuff I did the whole week. I was going to actually literally do that, but then I thought this is kind of stupid and then I didn't but it's not stupid because I don't recall anything I do so yeah I had a long week this week man it was a long one yeah yeah why because of work or um no just like I, I I just did a lot of things like I was just like really busy uh, watching movies watching the omen movies because we had a podcast that you were on it was mm-hmm. the Omen franchise, which we did with uh, Moods and Mike Merriman, and that was it. It was yeah. just us four. I, I couldn't remember if there's anybody else. Uh, and yeah, we. So I watched all the Omens, which, by the way, all of them are very long. So um, you know, it was it was a lot of prep. So I did that, and then on top of that, I also prepared for the trivia thing that we were doing, which is now the first round is completely recorded and I've released the first two episodes. So, uh, that's going well. Yeah. That seemed to have gone very smoothly for you guys. So I'm glad that you got that all done. Oh, that was on Saturday or no Friday. No, no, no Thursday. It was yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Oh my God. I, I recorded. So let me think. So I recorded. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, I, 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 I did my watching for the most part of things, mainly the Omen films, but some other films, 91 movies that I snuck in there. So on Thursday, I started at 2 p.m. I woke up at like 1.45, rolled out of bed, was like, oh, my eyes are all tired and feeling, hopped on Skype, two minutes Mm -hmm. to spare. Uh, So it was, you know, 1.58. Uh, talked to Brandon for a moment, and we had our first matchup. So we had a matchup between Gary Hill and Derek B. Joie, 74. And uh, <laughs> that was a really good matchup. I think most people were excited about that one because they're v- both very knowledgeable on stupid shit that nobody cares about in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so directly after that, that lasted about an hour or so we started a little bit late because Derek slept in so you know it was like 3 45 I went and got a drink came back hopped on Skype uh and recorded my hour 25 through 11 for the 1985 show which is now out we, you know that's something that also so happened this week we dropped the 1985 show which you were a part of I am it was fun long yeah. show very long show but it was a good time yeah, so that, you know, we dropped that and that that came out. So uh, we, me, Moods, and uh, Dave decided to do an extended version of that show where we did a video podcast of our 25 through 11 
in the top 25 1985 horror films, which was probably maybe more interesting of a list considering there was more variety to it. Uh, So that is now on Patreon exclusively, which it will remain for, I don't know, maybe three months, two months, one month, somewhere around there. We'll put it out eventually to the public, but for now, if you want to check it out, it's on Patreon. Uh, Two bucks gets you the video and um, any additional content we post there, early access for the Omen show and other stuff like that. So um, check that out. And then how long, how long did that video take you guys? Only an hour and 40 minutes. Did you just run down your list or like, cause um, I didn't No, We were just very efficient with time. I'd say like the first like five or so like flew by. It only took like 20 minutes for the first five. And yeah. then like, you know, the next 10 where we talked a little bit more, but it, it, it ended up very well. We wanted to be under two hours. It was like a, an hour and 45 it went perfect. So yeah, I was, I was concerned for you guys I was concerned so, as well because like, <laughs> I had to be done at six because I had another matchup at six, which mm-hmm. was who the hell was it? I don't even remember. Um, Jason Lloyd and Heather. Yeah. So, so from two o'clock to, you know, four o'clock I recorded Derek and, and Gary. And then from four to six, I did the, uh, extended list. And then from, six to seven i did dare uh gary or sorry um jason lloyd which that's the first time i've ever podcasted with jason lloyd so that was cool nice very Mm -hmm. nice man yeah um heather i've podcasted with before so heather and jason that was a fun matchup and then after that at seven o'clock i did christian uh luciani and dan Dan Chase, and that was a fun matchup. That was one of my favorites. And then uh, we had a little bit of a break. We got done at like 8.30, and our next matchup was at 10 p.m. So I ran and got some food, came back. By the time I got back, it was ready to go. And 10 to 11 or 12, 12, midnight, you know? And that was the entire day, dude. My whole entire day was spent recording. Yeah, that's... Yeah, like, I was going to say that sounds like it would be horrible, because I would hate to do that, but the fact that it was just trivia, I feel like that's probably not too bad. And lists, so it's not like you were doing, like, multiple mm. actual podcasts back-to-back where you have to really think about it, so... Well, I almost died at one point. I started, like, my throat got really dry, and I started, like, coughing and could not stop um, because I was talking so much. And, and I was thinking about it, like, it was, like, a 10-hour show, which is a mm-hmm. lot, but at the same time... You know, we pretty much recorded for like eight hours <laughs> the other day. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like it's like two hours more. Yeah, it's brutal. You know, it's like combined, it would have been like an eight-hour show or something. The thing that sucked the most is like I was just so tired of sitting down. Like I'm mm-hmm. still kind of I don't have the best chair, so I'm I'm even right now I'm still kind of like, ugh. you know. So yeah, that's that. So, um, you. So yeah, we did that and then we, um, what did we do? Okay. So that I recorded that, that was on Thursday Thursday? and then Friday we recorded the Omen show, which turned out really good. I thought we did a really good job on the Omen films. I feel like it lasted a little bit longer than I was hoping for. I mean, it's a super long show. Um, but you know, I thought that was a really good show. So I think we covered that really well. 
Yeah, I had a good time on it. I didn't know that I would, because, you know, Omen's not, like, my favorite. Well, I hadn't even seen part... I'd only ever seen part one and part four, actually, out of those movies. But I was kind of thinking I wasn't going to like them. But pretty much, you know, for the most part, it's a solid franchise. And um, we did talk a lot, for sure. I wasn't expecting that either, to go into such detail, especially with, I don't know, like the sequels. I just did not see that happening. But I think it made for a good show. I think, you know, there was a lot of good points brought up and whatnot. So I had fun. Yeah, yeah. Me too, man. It was cool. Um, and then we today, good thing and bad thing today. So um, good thing was we officially got announced as both participants in the Teapots Top 10 Summer Series, which I was a participant in last year. Mm-hmm. And I had an absolute blast. I've said that it was one of the funnest things I've ever done in podcasting. And you got, you got very lucky to get in on it because like, there are people that are like, it is such like a hot ticket to get in. <laughs> like, it seems like everybody wants to do it and there's like a limited amount of spaces. So mm-hmm. Duncan, um, of course, from podcast under the stairs, you know, opens it up. Every, like you know last year he opened it up to volunteers um i sneakily got in and this year he just invited everybody back everybody but two people i believe said that they would come back so you and watson took their spots which was just super lucky so i'm super happy you're involved so you get to experience it uh and we today we got our years indeed so um what did you draw I got 2002 and, and are you podcasting with that is with, um, witch and Doug Tilly. Yes. The witch. I have Sorry. Tilly on one of mine too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I haven't podcasted with either of them nor Duncan before. So that's all new territory to me, but, uh, I, I'm always down to meet new people on these mm-hmm. shows and I think that they are all, Really good. I of course listened to the '90s series, and I thought everyone did a great job on that. Dude, so I have uh, such a good memory of driving home from, um, I want to say it was Gettysburg, and listening to the '90s show, like ninety, like four or something. You remember? Oh that? yeah, yeah, I do. I forgot about that. Dude, it was yeah. so fun. Like I don't know, it was just like really cool. It was fun mm-hmm. listening to those on the way home um, because it was like a five-hour drive. So, you know, it was it was fun. Um, and I had fun time participating. You had fun time listening. So you are familiar with it. And the second year you drew was? 2004. And that one is actually with uh, Jamie. Uh, you know, Jamie. Have you podcasted with Jamie before? I have not. Never have I done mm. it. So it's... Kind of exciting. I I have heard um, her on shows, and I think she is really, really good. So I think it's pretty cool. She seems really nice. Um, And a funny thing is the other one is Watson. And I didn't even think about the fact that he's also brand new to this. He was the other newbie. So that kind of made me feel good, uh, not only because I've podcasted with him before, but because he's also new to it. So I'm happy with that. It makes me feel more comfortable. So I drew... 2008 
and 2000 and well 2008 i got with doug tilly as well Mm -hmm. as bo ransdell who i think are like the two smarter guys that i remember i get i there was a lot of people that i didn't know that i just heard here and there on duncan's show and i remember being like oh like these two i think i get them confused but i think they're like the two smarter guys so i feel pretty you know honored and to be you know i as i'm known as one of the smart guys it makes sense you know it's like a trifecta of smart dudes so this thing was completely randomly picked um it has nothing to do with intelligence so yeah yeah but i'm saying like how weird is it that the three smartest dudes in the room got on the same show (laughs) all right dude just keep telling yourself that then you'll go on the show Um, and be just completely whenever i like it you know like as happy as I am to be on with those two dudes who I don't know, um, I was a little shocked that I didn't really get like the people that I wanted the most were just simply because I'm familiar with them. Like mm. Dave Z, you, Jamie, uh, Jerry or Watson. And that's because I know them the most. And I ended up only getting one of those people, which I thought the odds would say like, I have pretty good odds of getting multiples, but I didn't. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my 2003 show is the other one. I got Gary Hill, myself, obviously Duncan. And so whenever we were doing the draw for 2008, we, I, you know, Jerry was like, no, when he didn't get pulled for 2008. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, you know, we broke up because me and Jerry were on 2008 and two or sorry, 1998 and 1999 last year. Yeah. Which is but, crazy. Which was super random. So, you know, this year I ended up last. So 2003 was drawn last. It was the last one. So I was doing math in my head and I was like, I was like, wait, Jerry has one more. I like, I already knew, you know, my name was in 2003 because I had one more and I, yeah, I hadn't been drawn yet. And I knew Jerry's was too. So I was in the kitchen at work, like flipping out, like jumping up and down, like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm watching it on my phone. Like I already know as Duncan's like reading it, like pulling the papers out. I already know I'm with Jerry. And I was like flipping crap because I, I just, I th- one, I just thought the odds were like, what's the odds of hitting if you do, if you draw four times, right? Mm. Like four years between the two years. What's the chances of hitting three out of four with the same person? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems insane with those odds. So uh, very happy to have him on board. Very happy to with the years I have. I have many, many great films in both of the years. Um, like 2008 has like three or four, like it, it, three films that could easily be the number one film. You got Eden Lake, you got let the right one in and you have martyrs. Um, but there's also other great movies there. You got the strangers. I mean, it's going to be a tight, tight matchup, uh, there for 2008. I mean, it's, it's looking nice. Uh, I've actually already selected a couple of the films that uh, for 2008 that I nominated and I tried to nominate stuff that was a little bit um, less talked about because I like to 
sort of talk about the films a little bit more. And I have, you know, the other uh, year with Jerry and he's already nominated three films, but I'm taking my time in that one because there's a lot of films that um, maybe aren't as good, but mm-hmm. are, you know, I, I, I like to take a step back and, and wait and like see what other people pick so I can because like what Duncan does is he'll usually go last because he'll just scoop up any popular movies that weren't picked. So if like, you know, you have a year where there's like, you know, uh, okay, like like on one of the years with us, nobody picked in, in 90, like nine or something like nobody picked this popular movie like H2O or something, which I think was 98, but uh, mm-hmm. nobody picked that. So um, Duncan knows that that's a popular one. So he'll grab that on his way in. And that's why it usually goes last. Uh, me. I usually try to wait a little longer and see what other people are picking because what I want to do is I want to basically do what Duncan's doing and grab some gems too. So I'll try to do like, like, like in 98, nobody had picked Phantasm four. So I was like, Oh hell, I got to grab Phantasm four, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this year it's different though. Cause we get five picks to start and to debate. And last time we only got four. But yeah, yeah, super excited about this. Like I've been already looking, I've looked at the list like 30 times today, like trying to decide. I actually own a couple that I haven't seen. I'm probably going to actually start watching them just to see if I could find any other gems there or whatever. Uh, One thing I've noticed from last year is it's better to like see as much as you kind of can out of the films that before you do the picks, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And, or, you know, once they're picked is a good way to do it too. I just, I just like to get really involved in it, but, um, you know, once they're picked, I start even, even though only 10 of them are going to move on, I try to see, because here's the thing, right? So each person gets to pick two, they automatically move on. Well, that means there's two left over and it's really kind of unfair if you haven't seen all of the, the films to pick from, you know what I mean? So it's good to just watch them all then. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to try to watch all the movies once they all get picked. Um, like all 40 of them? Yeah. I probably won't. But like, No, I no, no. You have to. Oh, no. no, no you, I mean, don't, you don't have to watch the ones that you've seen before. Yeah, I know. The, like the, right then. You know what I mean? Like, like the, you'll watch those once they're the 10 that's selected. But like, okay, let's say that there's 20 films picked, right? Okay, let's say I've seen like 15 of them. Mm. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to really debate those ones. I'll go see the other five. Then we could debate and pull the 10. And then the once the 10's there, you don't have to watch that, the, all 10 of those until you record your show. That is what I meant. Oh, okay. I will, because there's a lot of movies from like 2000. I don't know. There's just, there's yeah, a lot of movies I, I haven't seen. I know seen. you haven't seen a lot of those. Like, I was giving you a little bit of like my opinions on the year um has anybody has people started picking in 2002 yet no like there's they've like uh said a few things here and there but they haven't actually thrown out any picks yet so yeah i think um, we have five six seven eight nine ten eleven i think we have 12 in our 2008 group picked and we have three in our 2003 mm. Yeah, um, 
Uh, yeah, 2002, I think, is a pretty solid year. There's a lot of movies in that year that I really enjoy, so I'm going to think about it I am first. super familiar with that year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would have sucked if you got it. I know. It would have been easy because I, 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 I had seen, you know, like anything that anybody would have brought to the table, I would have had an opinion on, you know what I mean? Mm. But I'm, I'm surprising myself with these other years, too, because I've seen most of the films that the people were talking about, you know? So yeah. that's cool too. Um, it feels good to be more of a knowledgeable horror fan. You know what I mean? I know you're still a novice and you're still learning, but you'll be there one day, buddy. No, I'm actually pretty good at stuff. I think, um, well maybe one day you can be a podcaster like me. I'm like an esteemed, um, horror podcaster now. You're like an assistant podcaster. An I'm like assistant, an, a- you're like an assistant to the podcaster, which is me. <laughs> dude like i don't need you i don't know if like it's kind of awkward to say but i really just don't need you like if you disappeared i'm in this like yeah back in the day like three years ago yeah i was a nobody but i'm kind of my own entity right now i don't think people even know you unless like you're associated with me back in the day yes i would agree i used to be on your podcast i was just you know that girl at work and you couldn't even use my name uh but now um i'm carly i'm cowrie i'm carlt um <laughs> those but, are all names i gave you even by carly. I, even carly yeah no dude that's my name <laughs> It's your name because I let it be your name. Okay, yes, fair enough. You did give you didn't give me those nicknames. You misspelled my name because you're a horrible friend. <laughs> That's how those two appeared. But, um, but what I'm trying to say is like stay in your lane. All right. Well. Okay. So that was you know the you know be on the lookout for the Teapot Summer series. Uh, mm-hmm. That is Duncan McLeish's. Um, summer long podcasting extravaganza um you could check it out on podcast under the stairs.com um which you know i recommend you check out his podcast anyway he puts out a ton of content very nice day probably and i've said this before i think duncan's the hardest working man in podcasting he's one of the absolute best podcasters out there and that's coming from a lot you know that's that's saying a lot coming from a guy who's you know, many people consider the best podcaster out there, which is me. Um, so, uh-huh. uh, you know, to kind of bring a, a down note, like the other thing that happened to me this week, what today, I found out that somebody that I knew died. Yeah, you did tell me about that. And that was pretty sad. Yeah, man. Um, this girl is probably a year or two older than my sister, my youngest sister. And, um, I knew her, you know, I, I remember she was a lot younger than me, but I used to see her as a child. I'm, I'm friends with her mom. Um, her mom, you know, she had a brother who's, you know, a year or two younger than me. Funny story about her brother. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I was like a very, I was like, I would like, like as much of a acid that I was in like high school, like there's certain things I just didn't. I just couldn't stand. And that like, uh, there, there was a situation once where this dude named, um, uh, Patrick and a dude named, Oh, what the heck was his name? Justin. Chris, 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 
Chris and Patrick. Um, one was a black dude. One was like a bigger white dude. And I had heard, I kept hearing like, yo, uh, Chris and Patrick are going to jump peewee today. And I'm like, what? I was like, why are they jumping little ass peewee? And like people kept saying it. And I was like, when's this? I found out when it was happening. And so I went up there and I seen them like shove this peewee dude who I knew, you know, I lived by him and stuff up against the locker and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, they, they were like about to fight him and I like got in between and I was like, yo, this ain't happening, bro. And they were younger than me, but like, I was just like, nah, you know, it ain't happening like that. And yo, I probably one of the, not, I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but probably one of the like decisions that like messed with that, that like basically like inconvenienced me for like the next four years because that Chris, uh, dude, he had like four or five cousins who like just, I always had problems with ever since then. And like, even one time it, it uh, uh, culminated, is that a word? Culminate? Culminate? I don't know. Like, could you, I don't fucking know. Like, what are you trying to say? I'm saying like it, it, it built up and escalated. Es- yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. Well, yes, it please. didn't ask it like all came together is what i'm trying to say Cum- accumulated probably <laughs> but i thought i get you i got you I can't. anyway uh so it all accumulated into this boiling pot type thing where like i always was like there was another dude named like veal and then like uh devon and like devon actually his cousin terrence was like this huge dude and he's i like this guy like threw someone off a sidewalk once and like just snapped their arm in half um and so uh, basically i had problems with all these people and like the the devon dude i ended up with more problems from devon than the dude i originally like stood like stopped from jumping this other kid and that ended up with in like an actual fight one day where i got like my whole face like busted on my eye oh, were you cracking your knuckles over there yes what? <laughs> it sounds like someone did my buddy wrong yeah 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 i got i remember i got punched in the eye by this dude and and my whole eye swelled up like shut like it looked like a grape was in my eyebrow um like a big grape uh but anyway so that kid was her brother that i like you know stuck up for and stuff and just didn't want to see get jumped and uh were they just doing that for no reason they were gonna do uh, that to him or probably a reason <laughs> they probably like got smart with him or something yeah but, um, yeah but you know i just i wasn't a fan of that like two-on-one thing you know what i mean so yeah i just i just was like you know i didn't say like you know i'll beat you guys up if you <laughs> if you fight him i was just like i just stepped in between him i was like yo this ain't happening i remember i said those exact words i was like this ain't happening and uh that the Chris dude just the Patrick dude I actually became friends with and liked for most of my you know rest of those years but the and I knew him anyway he was not a bad dude mm-hmm. but the Chris dude I didn't even know who he was and he actually his brother Brandon we used to call him Booby he me and him were real cool so one day we're I'm walking in the mall I'm like you know 16 or something I'm walking in the mall and the Brandon dude comes by. I knew him from another school. So I don't know how I knew him, but he knew me. 
more so. And he walked past. He's like, oh, what up, JP? And I gave him dap and stuff. And I was like, I couldn't remember who he was, but I knew his, like I knew him. You know, and and so as I'm giving him that, he's like walking away here. His little brother, Chris, is behind him and he's like, yo, that's that dude, yo. And like, so Brandon came up to me and he's like, he's like, hey, what you got a problem with my brother? I was like, and I didn't even recognize dude because I only seen him like once in my life. And I was like, no, I ain't got a problem with your brother. I was like, I don't even know who he is. Meanwhile, I did have a problem with his brother, but it it really wasn't a problem. It was just that he had a problem with me. So I have a problem with him. You know what I mean? And Uh so I'm like, and, and Brandon tried to actually squash it right there because Brandon actually, you know, I keep calling him Brandon. It sounds weird. Booby actually had a, uh, you know, he liked me. Like we, we used to like, you know, smoke cigarettes in the bathroom and stuff like that. And it was just, you know, um, you know, it was just, uh, it it was just like, you know, he, he wanted to smooth it over. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh. You know, luckily, you know, years later, none of those guys, you know, I, I, I became semi cool with most of them and stuff like that. And it was water under the bridge, but it took freaking like four years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but long story short, you know, that was her brother and I knew her from, from that. And I, I just, my heart goes out to her mother because I, I, I know her mother and, you know, I, I, uh. I just feel bad, man, because that, you know, and it says drugs, dude. I'm pretty sure it was drugs. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was drugs. Um, and it's sad, you know, because she was, it's a pointless death. She was a young girl and she was, had her whole life ahead of her and stuff like that. And she, she, I remember I, I keep picturing her as a kid, you know, as, uh, you know, swimming and stuff with, uh, you know, the rest of the neighborhood and stuff like that. And just, you know, I remember, mm. you know, just being, going to Pee-wee's birthday parties and shit like that. And, um, you know, her, seeing her there and stuff as, as a child. Sad, dude. Sad. Yeah, it is. It's, it's all the young people that die out quick nowadays from the drug problems and stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but... I don't know. I don't, it, I was thinking of that today, like that whole long story. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I hated when I had like beefs and stuff. It was just like, you always felt like, you know, people were mean mugging you and shit was going to pop off and stuff. You know what I mean? No. What? <laughs> what? This whole story, I'm just rolling my eyes. Like this didn't happen. None of this is relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say none of so- it happened? No, none of it's relatable. No, like I was none like, of this would happen Shannon, to me. Shannon, she I mean. came and checked on me when my eye was all busted up, and, and oh when God. I was in in school suspension, she kept coming in into the room and like, Are "You okay? Like I'm fucking mad. Like f those guys." <laughs> <laughs> did, did, was she mad that her cousin was done wrong? Oh yeah, dude. She she was like pissed. You know what I mean? Ask her. Um, but yeah, what do you mean you don't understand? You can't relate. Get out of here. Like, I can't, and yeah, I did say none of this happens, because, like, that never happened at my school. Even, like, you're like, yeah, we were real tight, we smoked cigarettes in the bathroom. Like, you can, I no one smokes cigarettes in the bathroom. What? Are you serious? Well, by the time I got to high school, dude, like, everyone well, in the previous year. It, it, what? Quinn interrupted <laughs> me. What did you say? I said smoking was probably not, like, cool anymore. Oh, no, people still, a lot of people smoke cigarettes, but, like, I'm saying that by the time I got to high school, you guys 
all have ruined school so much, like the past years and, you know, the 80s, 90s, all that. Like, I'm in high school here in the freaking 2010s, and it's a prison at this point. Yeah. Like, you can't get away with anything in high school anymore. I feel bad for, like, how it's going to be when other kids are older because well, it's just Hell, horrible. I mean, my aunt, Shannon's mom, uh-huh. uh, told me when she was a kid which is just creepy when I think about it now, but she said that like this teacher, Mr. Martin, he was this black dude, um, would, she would go smoke in the bathroom. And when he would, she would come back, he'd be like, was you smoking? And she's like, no. And he's like, let me smell your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) When she came back, she, he would always ask to smell her fingers, but like, it kind of creeped me out when I thought about it. Like if, if a teacher asked that nowadays, yeah, that's like, considered rape but but for an example of like times well that teacher i had him too oh wow yeah so i had him he retired like two years after i was done in his class but he was the art teacher he was scary black dude super scary had a deep voice uh he didn't mess around like like you didn't talk in his class, yo, (laughs) but, um, you know what I'm saying? So I did have a lot of teachers who were teachers in the eighties. Yeah, I did too. Actually. Um, a lot of my teachers, like it seemed like they retired when I was halfway through school. We had this one gym teacher who just, it it was probably January or March or something. He comes in one day and he's like, all right, guys, this is my last day. I'm taking the rest of my vacation days, and you're going to have a substitute the rest of the year. I'm done. And I, he was, like, done. Dude, I, my class, like, my my particular class was so bad, dude. Like, the, the class, like, it, when we went to middle school, dude, it was, like, hell. Like, I remember there was this teacher named Ms. Baker, and she was so out of her element. You could tell she was from a... Uh, 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 a bygone era right she was from this era of like she was old she was probably taught in like the damn 60s and 50s or something you know what I mean uh-huh. you know she was probably teaching for 40 years or something like that you know what I mean and like she had zero control over the classroom like like people were just like not like not they didn't do they didn't learn any like it was just like it was like you ever watch a cartoon and like like you just hear all those like like fucking cats and stuff and like you know all these noises and airplanes flying it was just like that you know it was just yeah chaos and i remember like people were just sitting on top of the desks like rapping and shit like (laughs) people were like like talking about like you know um you know, do you let like hooking up with this girl or that girl or whatever? And like, I remember she was like, was like trying to tell like the dude something and he's just like, fuck you. And she's like, what did you say to me? And he's like, fuck you. And I was just like, I was even like, yo, that's like crazy. And, uh, like she just started crying and then she just never came back. Yeah. That's, I feel bad for that i always she felt just bad. lost all control yeah she had no control and she you could just tell she was like a fish out of water like she just was like dude like she's like what like it, it reminded me of like you ever see like it dude it reminded me of like freaking you know like class of 1984 or something where it's like just you know the the the, the 
era has gotten so bad that it's like it's almost like not real and that's what it reminded me of because she was just like she just couldn't do anything you know she couldn't handle it and this this particular time period was like so bad too because um they were remodeling the entire school so there was no <clears throat> there was no heat in the school everybody was wearing like in the winter time everybody was wearing like you know winter jackets in classrooms Mm-hmm. Um, there was no like floor, like all the floors and walls were concrete with like wires hanging out of the ceiling and stuff like that. And there was no computers or internet and no roll call. There was like, there was like paper roll call, but like nobody like checked it cause it was like too much or something. There was no cameras. It was just utter like chaos. Um, and it was one of the funnest times I've ever had in school. <laughs> and there was like fights every day. I think like mm-hmm. there was like, I don't know. I know I got suspended like four times in like the first like month, you know what I mean? From fighting. So everybody was, it was, everybody was just trying to prove themselves too, because how our middle school was, was it was like, first of all, we were a little bit older. Cause like, I think middle school now is like sixth grade and up. It, it's yeah. For me, it was sixth to eighth grade. See back then it was seventh and up. So, you know, we're hitting puberty, you know, we're, uh, you know, getting, you know, testosterone and stuff like that. All these, you know, girls like from others that we never seen before, you know, we're competing, we're like animals, like trying to get their attention and stuff like that. So uh, there was like, I think six different schools, six different elementary schools that combined into the middle school. Plus you had the eighth graders too. And on top of that, this was really cool. So, our middle school and high school were in the same building. So because they were renovating all the rooms, you might have classes on the high school side, you know? So it was, there was actual, like you'd be in seventh grade, you know, walking down the hall next to like, you know, 12th graders. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, that was a little scary and intimidating, especially like, cause Terrence was there and he was like a 11th grade or something. He was scary. And he used to mess with everybody. He'd be like, why are you walking in my hall, yo? And he's like, you know, like messing with people. He's like, what's wrong, little boy? Like just stuff like that. And then you just, I was like, but he never did that to me. So, but like I was with people that he did it with. And I was just like, I was like, man, I'm glad I'm not him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, and now yeah, you but... live right down the road from that school. I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, my high school and middle school experience was a little bit different from all that. Like, did you have people, like, I had, like, people doing drugs in school and stuff. Did you have in that? S- No. Yeah. Like, in school, in yeah. the bathroom? Yeah, like, straight up doing, like, like Vicodin and Oxycontin and stuff. And Ritalin. I mean, I don't think I had that, at least, but... Yeah. I mean, I never even it's like I never heard any stories or anything either. So it makes me think I don't think any of that type of stuff really went down. Um, but yeah, when I got like I said, when I got to school, we had freaking metal detectors you had to go through and like they had to search your bag and it just got like yeah, it, we're, it we're, was by my seat by my senior year it was pretty much all just total control because um I don't know with all the shootings and things like that too. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely changed schools, but and I was a good kid, so I did not really get into trouble anyway. Yeah, my first fight, I got pantsed in the middle of the cafeteria. 
It was mm -hmm. horrible. Yeah, I've never... I've wanted to fight a few people, but I just was scared and never did, and I wish I would've. No. I, I don't it's, even like the fight. I hate it. I just wish um, I would've, like, punched one person in the face. <laughs> um, alright. So, uh, with high school stories out of the way, um, let's talk about what we watched. Alright. Who shall go first? Um, I'll go first. Alright. What was the last thing that I talked about? Reanimator. How do you know? Because I have them all written down. Written where? On my, like, notes in my thing. On my phone. Oh, okay. Alright, so... Yeah, so I keep track of it. Alright, I gotta scroll back and see what I last... Did you watch a lot? Uh, not nearly as much as last time. Thank God. Yeah, so I started 91... And I watched Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, the remake. Um, a lot of your people are probably listening right now like, what? Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, the remake? I didn't even know there was one. There was, in fact, a TV movie remake made in 1991. And it follows a woman who is a child actor and her sister who is a child actor. Um, and one of the sisters gets like more roles and is more popular and then it flashed forward to when they're adults and you could tell that even when they were kids the one was like jealous of the other one and uh you know baby jane is like crazy and she uh takes care of her other sister like margaret or something it's probably not her name blanche i think <laughs> it's blanche actually mm. and um you know she takes care of her be, and she's in a wheelchair and her acting career ended because you know she's in a wheelchair because she was like hurt in an accident and uh baby jane like wants to get her career going again but she's like nuts and then she meets this sleazy producer and and it just goes from there and meanwhile she's like punishing her sister pretty much so pretty good honestly is that sound like the other one i've never seen the other one. Oh, i thought you were a fan of the other one no. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's everybody I else. I actually really like. liked it. Everybody else told me it sucks and I should watch the original, but I mean, I guess that's one of those cases where it's like, well, I saw this one first and since it's, you know, a good script, it probably is going to be a decent movie. But, um, yeah, I gave that an eight out of 10. So kicked off the nineties pretty strong. I really, really liked that film. And I, the main reason I liked it is because the weirdo performance by, um, the woman who plays baby Jane. Uh, then I watched where evil lives from 1991 and this is an anthology. It's a trauma film and it follows three stories. It follows a man digging a hole telling stories. And the first story is a story about this like shooter who goes and kills a bunch of people. And then he gets out of jail. Uh, and which by the way, he would not have been released from jail after killing all those people. Um, mm -hmm. but he starts seeing visions of the people he killed like ghosts, but they come back as like zombies. So it's like sort of a ghost zombie thing and they get their revenge. Uh, the second story is about a teen boy who gets seduced by a vampirist and his sister must help him out. Uh, and the third story is about like a witch and it sucked. It wasn't really good at all. I like the wraparound for being so stupid and simple, but I like just saw where it was going, but I still kind of felt like it was a simple and effective wraparound but the stories were just the first one's the best and then the other two are kind of weak but you know just not very good anthology 
Um, what was it called again? Where Evil Lives. And that was, you said that was a 91 movie? Yep, it's a trauma okay. film. 1991. Right. Uh, then I watched The Rune Stone, which is from 1991. And it is a film that involves Norse, Norse mythology, which is pretty funny. Um, and there's like this werewolf, like beastly, well, they find this big stone tab, the rune stone, you know, in, in underground, um, and in Pennsylvania and they, you know, it summons up this werewolf, like beastly freak creature thing and they got to stop it and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, it wasn't great, but it was like, you know, very okay. Uh, I gave that one a 6.5 out of 10 and where evil lies lives i gave four out of ten then i watched the omen which you can hear my full thoughts on the omen podcast which will be out it might not be out by the time you hear this but it'll be out soon very good movie obviously uh and then i watched dead space from 1991 which is a sort of like a little alien ripoff i think i derek said it was a remake of humanoids from the no it wasn't he said it was a remake of one of the roger corman films uh but yeah i thought it was pretty fun i liked it very short quick little movie i gave it a six out of ten uh then Uh, we watched damien the omen 2 uh a fantastic little follow-up there again listen to my full thoughts on that show uh i watched the omen 3 from 1981 uh i thought that you know it's also a solid follow-up. Check out my review on that in Carly's review. Then I watched The Omen 4 Awakening, which is also a 1991 movie, so I will talk about it a little bit. Uh, and it follows a, uh, you know, it's, it follows the, the first three Omen films, but it's, what I liked mostly about it was just how, like, kind of crazy it is considering, you know what I mean? Mm. Especially, like, the ending and stuff. But I, I really enjoyed The Omen 4. And it's a pretty solid 91 film. So uh, that is The Omen 4. And by the way, The Omen, uh, all the Omen films that I watched there were all part of the Omen Scream Factory box set, which I own. So that counts for watches. Uh, so, yeah, those are the like the only ones I watched on disc this week. Uh, and then I watched one on Tubi. Um, I'm kind of addicted to these. I watched one. I think I told you about it. It was on. It was like a thriller when we were doing 85, mm-hmm. I forget what it was called. Did I ever log that? The silent witness, that one. Yeah, that was it. What was that one about? Uh, the lady witnesses a rape or something. That's and then what she's it was. like, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All the titles sound the same to me. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're all just like, Oh, this she one's called yeah. a violation of trust. AKA. It's also known as, she said she didn't do it. Um, and it involves a uh, young girl who is 16 years old. Um, and I just love these early 90s films because it reminds me, like, they look like my mom's friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's really cool. Like, they got these high, like, these jeans that are all, like, up on their waist and stuff. And their hair is all uppity and stuff. And I just kind of like that look. And, um she's in school and she is dating this dude. And I was actually kind of shocked a little bit that it was dealing with like sexual situations for like 16 year olds. But, 
uh, she finds out her boyfriend like might have had sex with like the popular schoolgirl, and she's like all upset about it. So she confronts her, and um, they find out like she's pregnant and stuff. So they chase her through like to the mountains, and then she like falls off of like a cliff or something. And then it is like, um, you know, an investigation, like where they're like, Hey, you know, we think your daughter's involved in this and stuff. And more and more fat, like it's the detectives, um, like pressure and the mom, which is played by Katie Seagal from married with children. And it's like, it's, it's very interesting. But the funny thing is I'm watching it the whole time and I'm like, like, cause they don't show the whole thing of what happened that night, but like, I'm confused because I'm like, wait, are we supposed to like hate the girl because she's lying or like that is, is she actually like didn't kill her? And I'm like, but they, I'm pretty sure I'm like, hell yeah, they, she killed her. Like I remember them showing her killer, you know what I mean? But it turns out that that it's not actually what you think happened. Like it's different. There's like a twist in the end kind of thing. But, um, the ending gets like really freaking dark. So I was like, this is, I really like this movie. Um, it's very solid, dude. I don't know. I was just like super into it. Um, and it goes by real fast and it's like a lot of talking, but I, I really enjoyed it. Good performances and stuff like that. Mm. I kind of gave it an eight. I'm not even gonna lie. Yo. You kind of gave it an eight. Yeah. I gave it an eight and I was like, damn, like that's kind of crazy, but I really liked it. Like, but it's like straight thriller drama. But it does get really yeah. dark in the end. I wouldn't say it's a horror film at all, but like I think that it's worth watching for horror fans because of like the reveal in the end. Um then I watched The Omen 2006. Um think Psycho 98, but not shot for shot, more like scene for scene. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty much the same movie as the the original Omen with just you know, glossier look to it, 2006. Um, then we have movie number 177, by the way. And what's that? Dang. Yeah. And it is, uh, I think like my seventh film of 1991 already. And it is murder in New Hampshire. The Pamela Wojas smart story from 1991. Wojas smart. We're just going to call that a murder in New Hampshire and leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so this one. Another one of those like pl- uh, lifetime thrillers, which by the way, I, I just, re- <laughs> I just like, I grew up watching a lot of lifetime with my mom and grandma, like a ton. Like my pap even used to start watching it because my grandma watched it so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, from in like probably the mid 2000s, I probably seen so many lifetime movies. Um, but they, they were good back then. And now I go over to my mom's and she has it on. And it's just so stupid. It's like, my divorced husband killed me or like, that's like the name of the titles. And it just, they just have gone yeah, downhill. I remember but. there was this one where this girl used to like cut herself all the time. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I like there that was one. one where this kid was like addicted to porn. That was a good one. Oh. Um, there was one where this girl was like homeless and made it to Harvard. That, that was a good one. Um, hmm. there's one where this kid had a kid and he's like, trying to take care of it and stuff because the mom didn't want it oh yeah so it was like a deadbeat mom movie which i thought was pretty cool that was a good one there was a bunch of good ones. i watched a ton of good ones back then yeah me too um this this one i I don't even think these are made for lifetime they're like abc or something like that but i'm sure they aired on lifetime at some point 
Um, this one is based on a true story. It follows a woman who's like 24 in the movie. I think she was actually only 22 in real life, but I think in the movie, because uh, this is based on a true story, the movie she's 24. Um, but she gets a job like teaching like a youth program about like anti-drug stuff. And she was, she, her husband is like a heavy metal head, but he's like getting a corporate job and he like cuts his hair and stuff like that. She, this girl seems like real shallow. Like she cares about like money a lot and things like that. And she is, um, she's like into metal and there's this kid in there who's into metal. He's like 15 years old, uh, in that youth program. And she like bonds with him a little bit. And she ends up, and there's a girl in there too that she befriends that's friends with the kid. And so she starts like hanging out with this kid and like basically like seduces him. But it's done in like such the most dumbass way ever. Like where she's like, she's hanging out with the kid and the girl. And she's like making out with the kid the whole time. And like the girl's just sitting there awkward on the couch. And I'm like, that but the girl's like also a student, you know what I mean? So it's like, she doesn't care that this girl sees it. And then she like openly talks about murdering her husband to the kid. And like the girl's like, you guys aren't really going to do that. Right. And she's like, she's like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I'm just like, no wonder this bitch got caught. You know what I mean? She's dumb (laughs) as fuck. But, um, you know, I thought that it was like ridiculous and stupid, but it's what happened. Cause I looked up the real story, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, it comes off like the movie is badly written. Cause it's like, who would do that? But that's actually what happened. Um, but again, I was so into this. <laughs> it was like so dramatic. And I was into it. And like, um, I gave that one, uh, a solid seven out of 10. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's it for me. Is it really? Yeah. All right, cool. Pretty Mostly, good. The omens took up a lot of my time, honestly. Yeah, that pretty much your list kind of looks similar to mine. Um Yeah, I also tried to get crack a on 91. Um I started with uh I started off big like I keep on doing, but it was The People Under the Stairs from of course 1991. Um yeah, this movie, you know, if you haven't seen it before, definitely check it out. It's a great film. Uh, it's Is it uh, your number one of 91? I mean, as of now, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, definitely probably one of the highlights of 91, to be honest, um, considering everything else that came out that year. But but we'll see. Gotta dig deeper into that. Um, you know, just great... Great characters in this. The little boy is dope. Um, the whole... Uh, this movie's super dark, but not in a dark way. Like, the stuff it's tackling is uh, something that you would see in, like, some tortury, depressing movie. But it does it in a way that's, like... You know, it's got child abuse and, like, incesty stuff and just all this horrible stuff. But it's done in, I guess, the Wes Craven type of way. So I always thought that was kind of weird and unique about it, but um, it works well in the film. And uh, I, I like these movies where someone's, like, kind of stuck inside a house or something that they're not supposed to be in or just an area where they aren't supposed to be and they have to get out. So, uh, you know, that's uh, one of the, I would say, classics from the 90s. So if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. But And then after that, we got pretty much the stream of the Omen films. Uh, 
you know, the Om- first Omen, of course, that's classic material. That's a good movie. Omen 2, um, you know, had fun with it. Omen 3 uh, was a decent follow-up. Omen 4, uh, just a fun TV movie. And Omen remake, pretty much what JP said. If Same as, like, Psycho. It's a scene-by-scene sort of remake, um, but you can listen to that show to hear full thoughts. Um, then after that, we have another 91 movie, and that is Howling 6. Uh, I watched this one because uh, JP, you actually gave me the DVD set. It's, I think it's got like 3, 5, and 6 or something random like that on it. But Well, yeah, it has 3, 5, and 6 because um, Howling 4 was owned by a different company i believe that's the beginning the uh or the new nightmare or something it's like the prequel which um i thought i uh, did i not give you that one too you might have actually given me that you gave me part two as well i know but you actually might have gave me part four too i just have to relook but yeah i think i did uh but yeah howling six the freaks yeah, uh, yeah, I've never, I've only seen, well, I, I guess I've seen, I've seen how, like, one and two at this point, and, um, but none of the other sequels, but, you know, there's no continuity with them anyway, so, figured I could watch this one, um, not a great film at all, um, but it does have some interesting stuff, this one's got, like, a carnival-y type scene to it, and, um, some interesting characters, and, you know, the werewolfy parts like aren't great but they're not the worst i've ever seen either so it's probably not the worst i can't really compare it to the other sequels but i hear that they're all pretty much horrible so um i didn't think this was too bad i i still didn't i gave it like a four out of ten i mean it's not anything special but the settings alone kind of made it interesting to watch um then after that another 91 film uh this is actually the one I started with. I forgot to write it down, though, on my list and just added it here. But it is Freddy's Dead, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yeah, uh, this movie is pretty bad. Um, I, I see it now. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Nightmare franchise. I've said that multiple times. So I always thought, like, people were being overdramatic with this one being so such an abomination and all that. But uh, watching it this time, I definitely see it, especially if you're a diehard fan of the franchise. Uh, They really do kind of just make Freddy a total joke. Uh, Everything in the movie is pretty jokey, especially towards like the beginning and uh, with the video game stuff and the tripping out stuff. It's just, uh, I love the Spencer scene. (laughs) The thing I, literally the only thing I hate in the movie is the the sound effect when uh spencer's like bouncing up and down where it's like point 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 i i hate him bouncing up and down too i think it's yeah that too the whole thing is ridiculous i hate both of those things but um like like i like a lot of stuff in that one um i like the cut like concept of the last of the elm street kids and like this weirdo town that springwood became where it's like all like it's creepy as hell, you know what I mean? There's no children in it and stuff like that. It's, like, mm. creepy. And then I like um, the beginning where, like, it's, like, the Wizard of Oz thing. And it's, like, the dream in the dream. He keeps jumping out the window and shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm not getting off the bed no matter what. And then the fucking house sets on fire. Yeah, I, I mean, I get, it, it, it's, like, so bad it's good. No, it's I guess. Good. 
That's not that well, good. And um, you know what scene used to always like fuck me up was uh, Carlos's death. Yeah, that's probably the best one I think. In the right. as far as disturbing because, like, goes, it's disturbing because like he's like he's like no 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 mama ma- mama please and, like and you like you're like wow this kid's mom used to abuse the shit out of him when he was a yeah. kid. You know what I mean? Because it's like you get all those like little like because even the girl like her dad used to molest her. You know mm. what I mean? Like there's just all this dark shit about like the orphan kids, and then also you have like um, Alice Cooper is Freddie's dad. Yeah, which I literally just noticed this time around. And then you and have, that's like, son stupid. of a hundred maniacs, son of a hundred maniacs, like that. I'm making fun of Freddie. Yeah. But it, it's stupid because they actually write on the back of the cover like this features cameos by R- freaking Roseanne, Tom Arnold, Alice Cooper, and all these people. And I never realized that and was Johnny uh, Depp. <clears throat> yeah, that's actually kind of cool. I, I respect that he came back for that and wanted to do that. But yeah, a- o- oddly enough, um, Wes Craven when he made Wes Craven's New Nightmare, he didn't. If you notice, Johnny Depp's not in it. And yeah. he said that, like, Johnny Depp was, like, too big of a star. Like, I didn't even think that he would even consider it, so I never asked him. And, like, apparently Johnny Depp was interviewed about it before, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I wish you would have asked me. I totally would have did it. Yeah, and that is cool, because most, most people do become big stars, and they become too good for those movies. So uh, that makes me respect Johnny Depp a little more. Um, Hell yeah, I like Johnny Depp. Good but, dude. yeah, the best part... I. I like the end of Freddy's Dead when she's just like, Freddy's dead. What a great line. Ten out of ten. Every town has an Elm Street. I love that part. Listen, I'm not going to... Listen. What? I'm not going to say that Freddy's Dead is not going to be on my list. I mean, it depends on how how this year goes, really, for me. Because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen from it. So if it's... um, if they're not that good of movies, this might end up on my list too. Who knows? But we shall see towards the end. That's what's exciting about this year is I don't know all the movies. Um, But to move right along, I actually watched, uh, coincidentally, I watched The Howling. I just watched that today um, because I'm going to do that on the Movie versus Movie podcast. So we'll be recording Howling that. versus what? An American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it's a pretty good matchup. Those are the two... Um, mainstay werewolf films that everybody talks about. Yeah, and it's in fact. I think the special effects artist left the Howling in order to go work on American Werewolf in London. Oh, really? Yeah, something along those lines. Who who did the Howling or the um, Werewolf in London effects? I don't know. Was it Rick Baker? For some reason, I want to say that. Um, I haven't brushed up on my American Werewolf in London trivia. Um, Have you ever seen it? American Werewolf in London? Yeah. We saw it in the theater. So you did see it? You and I saw it in the theater. Together? Yes. Yeah, I know. Just joking. You're annoying, dude. Why? Because you actually, because you don't remember things, and you probably actually don't remember that. What do you mean? I just think you don't remember it. It was but... Rick Baker. I'm a fucking genius, dude. I think Rick Baker was originally um, working on the Howling, and he, or he was supposed to, 
and he ended up doing American Werewolf in London instead. Is he like a professional werewolf film guy? Rick Baker? I don't know who that is, dude. He's like a famous special effects artist. Okay, well, that was a joke, because why did he leave one werewolf film to go to the next? I don't know, maybe John Landis was cooler than Joe Dante. I would not. Screw John Landis. Um, Buddy, why? (laughs) Wait, is this, is that because, uh, is that because of, uh, the murder? Yes! Oh. So here's, here's a little list of Rick Baker effects. So you got It's Alive, you got Squirm, King Kong from 76, uh, Star Wars 4, Incredible Melting Man, uh, It's Alive 2, uh, the other Star Wars, The Howling. Oh, so he did. Oh, he was the consultant, though. Um, Altered States, uh, The Fun House, American Werewolf in London, Videodrome, Ghost Story, um, It's Alive 3, Harry and the Hendersons, Gorillas in the Mist. Um, let's see here. Ed Wood, Body Bags, the TV movie Wolf, um, Escape from L.A., The Frighteners. The Nutty Professor, Batman Forever. Um, I mean, he's done so much stuff. Men in Black, X Men. Yeah, he's the Grinch. Jim Carrey's the Grinch. Oh. Yeah, he's a v- Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah, he's like very famed. Um, well, maybe he should get a cooler sounding name. Rick Baker. <laughs> yeah, Rick Baker. That's like such a. That sounds like such a just common white guy off the street name. That's like Tom Savini. Everyone knows. Tom Greg Nicotero. Right, yeah, like, yeah. They just have those cool last names. Like, Baker's the most common. Rick, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I watched The Howling and American Werewolf in London. I watched those both today, because I usually like the, for that show. I, Which I one do you like just, more? Well, I'm not telling you, because we didn't do the show yet. So, do you guys often line up the same, or no? Um, I would say probably, yeah. Yeah, it seems like we do. The last episode, we did not. Um, There's a few where we don't. What was the last episode? That was The Good Son and Orphan. So you liked The Good Son more? I did, yes. But he never had seen The Good Son before, so it's kind of interesting. And for me, I feel like a lot of nostalgia kind of plays into my like for that film. But it's still a good film. No, it's good. Yeah, it's like a great film, but I think I could see how he would... Especially with Orphan, it feels Orphan kind of feels like a more amped up version of that movie. So I, could I think totally I see. might like Orphan better. I think it's just <clears throat> a little bit better, but Good Son's good too. Yeah, yeah. But All right, so that's it. No, actually, oh. the last one is Child's Play three. I watched that today as well. Do you love it? I do. I do like I like Child's Play three quite a bit. Um, it, it grew on my... me incredibly. I lo- last time when we did it on the podcast, like two or three years ago i loved it and then i bought it on blu-ray before we went and seen the new one and i loved that one too and i was just like i loved it watching it then too and i was like man child's play 3 is so fun i was always very grossed out by the intro with the blood going in with that mixture is that the one where they cut no that's the second one huh where Where they they do what scrape the skull of the doll like oh that yeah that's the second one that one's I like that's that intro the one too. That's scary. That's the one that uh, dude. Both of the intros are very good in, in Chucky two and three though. Yeah, but like, yeah, part three something about that part three is where they like pick him up with that clamp and then he bleeds 
it just kind of grosses me out that the doll is bleeding real blood and then it goes into the like the mixture to like make him form him watch that movie now yeah it's a good movie i i enjoy it i think it's child's play is actually a pretty solid franchise in my opinion it's not like one of my favorites but it's uh really pretty solid with its movie so and that that's the last one i watched today okay so all right all right. Uh, also, um, uh, me and Moods were working on watching. Uh, we're working on this bonus show that we're doing. It's not going to be a bonus show. It's actually going to be an episode. But we've been recording parts of it um, in our like last. Like, remember how I was going through my week last week? I forgot to mention I recorded on Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday as well. Jeez. So Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and. Wait, is today Saturday? Yep. <laughs> so I recorded six out of seven days last week. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's also why I'm burnt out. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Like you could be like totally chill for a while and then all of a sudden you have a podcast every day of the week. Yeah. All right. So um, let's get into our featured review here. It is from 2019, getting its wide release in 2020. It came out on April 10th, which is my birth. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is titled, We Summon Thy Darkness. Yes. Kind of, yes. Um, And the plot with this one is, Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show, where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls' country uh homes for an after party yeah so i don't want to get too like okay oh man this is a rough one because it is hard to talk about this film without spoiling it it really i thought that the other day i like how imdb really did i was worried reading that but it actually doesn't give anything away there Uh uh-huh um uh yeah this yeah essentially you have you know you have these three girls they're obviously they have like this certain style to them you could tell they're probably like on their way to a concert or something and they're like on this road trip kind of in the middle of nowhere and um you know they stop at a gas station and everything and right off the bat i was really into this because it reminded me of like a road horror type of film and i thought the three girls really had this cool bond uh the whole movie i'm wondering who they were because two of them looked very familiar and i realized the one girl's from texas chainsaw 3d and then the other she got other them, one is from she got them nice titties. Sure. And then the no, other one. No, no, she from... does. Sure. And then the other one is from Hellfest. Which one? That's the one that was bothering Beverly? me the most. The like the like more innocent E one. Beverly. Like, Beverly, yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, but the blonde looked really familiar to me and she was in nothing. She actually looked a little bit... She kind of reminded me a little bit of Lucy Hale, I think, in some parts. She kind of looked a little bit like her. I think that's why she looked familiar to me. But, yeah, so, you know, they're on this journey. They're going to a... You find out they're going to a uh, metal show. And while they're driving, um, these guys kind of, like, throw something at their car. And just, you know, kind of being a-holes, throwing garbage out the window. And when they get to the concert, they actually happen upon these guys. Again, coincidentally, these dudes are just at the concert and they meet up with them hang out go to the show and have a good time and they're all kind of bonding pretty well so they 
the uh, one, the main girl pretty much in the trio says, let's go, we're staying at my dad's house about 30 minutes away. And they travel there and they're kind of just drinking and having a good time outside. And then things kind of, uh, you know, get a little bit turned upside down. There's so, a, uh, it's set in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, it's 88, 88. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. It didn't really feel that much like the 80s, if I'm being totally honest, other than like the reference to like Nintendo and the music they're talking about and the car and stuff. But uh, there's also a um, satanic cult killing people um, Mm -hmm. across their area. I think there has been 18 murders so far, and that comes into play in the film. Uh, So couple of things that I liked. First of all, I like the setup a lot. I like these girls. Um, they're all, you know, pretty, pretty good looking, pretty sexy. Um, the dudes are, um, you know, I don't know. Are they good looking dudes? Not in my opinion. They actually, to me, they, that's the one thing. I feel like they look like dudes from the eighties and I don't <laughs> find that attra- I didn't think any of them were attractive myself. The one's got like this mullet and then the other one's got this wild curly hair. And then the other one's a little bit overweight and yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I thought they were, really I thought they were a little bit funny. Um, yeah. They, they had, I liked the interactions between them. It was good. And I, I thought the whole like, um, tailgating before the show was really awesome and then the brief little shots of the show was pretty cool probably could have been done a little bit better but i still liked it i like mm-hmm. them talking about how, what their first concerts were and like what how many you know what all they saw and stuff like that um the only thing that i'll say is like some of that conversation uh once you know you get into later in the film i feel like some of that was a little bit too good you know what i mean how how that conversation was going Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that bothered me a little bit was, um, I think the Beverly character is completely underwritten and just basic and bland as F like, it's like, I was like rolling my eyes at what happened with her character. I'm like, of course, every time, anytime there's a situation like this, there's gotta be one. And it's just like, I just felt like that character was so weakly written. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I didn't mind it too much. Um, I it's I kind boring. of it's just the same shit all the time with that character. Yeah, uh, to me, it's she was kind of like the outsider you learned to begin with out of the three of them. So it yeah, like, made I don't a little like bit that. Of sense. Why can't all three of them just be on the same page and play it that way? There's always got to be one you know, that sticks. I just, I hate, I, it's always the same thing. I hate it. And it's Mm. just so basic. It's like so easy to write that character. Um, that's the one that was like almost the biggest flaw for me. Um, other than that, the motives pretty dumb, but still I thought it worked because it was funny. Um, this film Mm kind of goes into like a comedic turn, uh, in the, you know, maybe second act of the film and it starts getting a little funny. Um, did you notice that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it gets, uh, people, people, you know, just the crazy way people are talking, the stuff they're saying and doing it, it totally gets comedic a bit. Um, which I was thinking, I was under the impression this was more of a straight up horror movie. So I was a little surprised by that, but I didn't mind it. I actually thought it worked well. It, It was much like, 
porno or even satanic panic from last year where everything kind of jives together well with the comedy and the horror aspect. So mm-hmm. I did not mind it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and I, I thought that it was kind of a cool, um, I liked that it was, you know, the, the way that it was kind of, uh, the, 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 the metal heads that everybody wear. I like films that are kind of set like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so. like really, I thought it was just the whole intro I was really into. I definitely like the um, beginning aspects to the movie a little bit better than how it all ends. Although I didn't mind that those parts at all either. I, I like the film as a whole, but I, I like the intro where you're kind of having just the girls on the road trip and all talking and then meeting up with the guys. It all felt very realistic to me, which sometimes that doesn't work. And the way they're all dressed is perfect. It just seems, it seemed very down to earth in a way. And I dug that. Dude, did I? And then what? What? Go ahead. Oh, um, and then when they're drinking like outside, I thought that was, I liked that too. Cause that all seemed like something that reminded me of something that I would do, hang out with people and just drink and talk and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that felt very natural and like, I've done that a million times, you know, so I I like that. Um, there's, there's one kill uh, where a person gets stabbed. It's like the first one. I thought that was really, it was like, it was like gross kill. Like, it was just like, ah, like a crit, like bothersome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was bloody and the where they're stabbed is like kind of like that would suck to die that way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really hard. It's kind of, it sucks actually. It's hard to say anything about this because. Yeah. Dude. So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Honestly, I, I really liked it. I liked the setting. I liked the setup. Um, I actually, what, what the, what actually, the main story is about surprised me. I didn't actually expect that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say the weakest point to me is some of the writing. It's just very basic. There's actually a cameo by the girls, the girl's father who has a cameo at the end. I was like, Oh crap, that's awesome. I didn't know that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. uh, that was cool. Um, it's a little ridiculous obviously, but it's like comedic. So it's okay. Uh, the weakest point is some of the writing and the Beverly character I thought was absolutely horrible. Um, I actually took a, 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 a big chunk off for that because I just thought she was dreadful. Um, the performance was fine. The writing was just awful. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, the Beverly character didn't bother me too much because I felt like at the beginning she is super cool with with all of them. And then she starts kind of acting funny. And I'm kind of thinking, like, how, why is she acting like this? Um, I don't know, kind of like added mystery to what's going on for me. And I I think I like that girl, too. She has like a good look to her, like a good innocent look to her. And I I really enjoyed her in Hellfest. So I think her performance really with me. I think her performance was great. You suck. I give this movie 8.5 out of 10. Seriously? Yes. I don't get the hate for it. Well, I'm telling Moods on you. You know what? Tell Moods. Tell Venom. Whatever. I don't care. Venom didn't like it either? 
I'm pretty sure Mood said, but I didn't hear the show, but I think that they both were in agreement that it was, well, Venom actually said it was lame, I believe, in Fresh Cuts, so. Okay, so anyway, I will do, uh, I I was going to ask you, did I not do Letterboxd reviews for porno? Uh, I think we might have forgot about that. Dang, I forgot. Okay, so Letterboxd reviews. Here, we have one positive, one negative. These are both from my friends. Uh, so Shelby making her return. Uh, she is the positive. She gave it 9 out of 10. She says, this movie was awesome. The Dario is always a joy to watch, and this movie was no exception. I love the twist. That this one took good stuff. And then uh, from Lee McCoy... Uh, he gave it a two and a half stars. He said, we summon the darkness is very lacking. It borrows elements from a lot of brackets, eighties culture, metal, kidnapping, torture. But if, but it, I think he means it, but it gives half hearted attempts to each one of those elements. It doesn't even feel like an eighties movie at all. Actually, it barely grazes the heavy metal aspect and the let's capture um, and torture some people for the fuck of it. I edited that because there were spoilers. Uh, plot line really is pointless because the characters feel so one dimensional. Oh, and Alexander Daddario is in it. So he gave it a two and a half out of five. All right. Well, I disagree. Okay. Well, I don't really know him. I just follow him for some reason. Well, you tell him I disagree. Okay. Moods gave it a four out of 10 with a review of. Religious radicals. It's not a review. <laughs> he does his two-word reviews. I yeah. I I just wanna. I wish his two-word reviews like revealed to me what he actually thought. Oh. So. Well, he did do a Fresh Cuts episode, so I think he can listen to that first. I thoughts. don't feel like it. <laughs> right now. All right. So that is it. Um, we finished our episode, our review. We sure did. Um, I missed the theater, so hopefully one day we'll be able to go back to that. But for <laughs> now, we're going to continue with these, um, I guess, home video type of... VODs. Uh, VODs. Yeah. And the film that we're going to cover next week is a film starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. Uh, it is called Vivarium, and mm. it follows a young couple looking for a perfect home find themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth-like neighborhood of identical houses. Sounds cool. Yeah, I just I, I had heard somebody talk about it on a podcast, and I was like, that actually sounds like something I want to see. And so I was like, I thought it was a Netflix film, so I was going to save it for Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I did too. I don't. Well, let me. If it is, then we'll do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it no, it's not on Netflix. So, yeah. Right. Uh, so we will do that. And if you know, because um, I don't think anything else is coming out. But one thing I wanted to say before we move finished up here is uh, the the film company that actually produced this film um, is Sabin Films, not not Vivarium, the film we just did, mm. um, and we some of the darkness and. Um, they've been quite busy this year because I was just looking. I knew I knew I heard of Sabin 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 films before, which I have. They've done they've done films for years now. Um, they've done all the way back in you know 2014. They were doing stuff. Um, they were doing stuff. They did 31 Rob Zombie's 31. 
um they did power rangers um but uh they did day of the dead bloodline which i heard sucked um but they also you know this year alone they seem to be getting better they did three from hell last year and jay and silent bob last year but this year they did come to daddy and guns akimbo as well as vivarium and we summon the darkness cool so that's they've a, done yeah, all those this year. So I figure, yeah. hell, let's watch Vivarium since they did that one too. So mm, we will watch Vivarium next week, which it's, I didn't know it's been out this long, but it's been out for a month already. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. It seems like it's just been floating around recently with people talking about it. So yeah, so we'll check that out and then um, we will get back with you guys next week. So with that said, I guess we will talk to you later and peace out. Peace. Peace.